One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world and everybody in it. This is They Will Kill. We are a true crime podcast. I am Courtney Eck. And I am Sadie Eck. And we are still sisters. We haven't quit each other in the week <laughs> since we last we last heard from us. We have not emancipated from each other. Not um, yet. I know what a waste of money. We I don't know if there's any benefit in emancipating from a sibling, but <laughs> I might really might find me. out. If you don't play, <laughs> if you don't play your cards right, you're gonna find out if there is or not. <laughs> Don't make any promises you can't keep. Yeah. <laughs> Emancipation paperwork sent. That's the email sent. <laughs> anyway, uh, today we have, I always love when I'm listening to podcasts and they're like, whoa, this week is a fucked up case, you guys. This is a doozy. Because um, then I get real excited and I actually pay attention. But this is a really good, this is a crazy case. So... I'm very excited for you to hear it, and I'm very excited to shut up and let Sadie do what she does best, which is tell you all about the case of Blair Adams. Yeah, it's got lots of twists and turns. Um, well, more anyway, yeah, or twists twist and, and turns. turns. Really, <laughs> say, it's kind of like straightforward down south, but we'll get into it. Yeah. So, Robert Dennis Blair Adams, who went by Blair, was born December 28, 1964, in Surrey, British Columbia, Canada. Blair was construction foreman in the area. He loved to travel, had a large circle of friends, and was popular with the women. Yeah, uh, he was, Port- Blair. Yeah. yeah, he was described by his mother, Sandra Edwards, as kind and ambitious. He was known to be happy-go-lucky and generous with his friends. Player hadn't always had the easiest life and had struggled with alcohol abuse, but he appeared to be doing much better. He had been attending AA meetings and had been sober for about two years. Nice. Yeah. Uh, But by the summer of 1996, Blair's behavior took a turn for the worse. uh, Known for his laid-back manner, his thoughts were suddenly disorganized, erratic, and he exhibited severe paranoia. Not never good, good things. Never good. No. Always the start of a podcast, like every time, but never good. Right. He had frequent mood swings and was constantly sleep deprived. This was nothing like the Blair that people knew and loved. Uh, the changes in Blair resulted in his mother becoming increasingly concerned for his welfare. When she asked Blair what was wrong, he simply told her that he could not tell her about it. You know, he couldn't tell her about it. 
Yes. He became careless at work and eventually quit. Uh, he never collected his last paycheck. Uh, he also didn't give any reason why he left his job that, as far as I could tell, he really he liked and had been there for a long time. He started to um, feel convinced that people were spreading rumors about him and that someone wanted him dead. Yep. Yeah. On July 5th, 1996, Blair went to his bank in Canada and withdrew all of his money, totaling about $6,000. He also had and a safety deposit. he de- used it to start a cafe where he <laughs> met a nice lady that got married, had a couple kids, made yeah. a hell of a brioche. He also had a safety deposit box that he emptied. It included thousands of dollars worth of jewelry, gold, and platinum. Great. Yeah. I, you know, Blair was 31 years old at the time, and I just wonder how the hell he got platinum and gold instead of savings account. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I I guess it was. the 90s were a different time. Yeah. You were sure. too young to remember people having money, but they used to have money. <laughs> could just work hard and have some money. Yep. Uh, two days later, after emptying his accounts, Blair made his first failed attempt to enter the United States. He tried to board a ferry from Victoria, British Columbia to Seattle, uh, but he was denied entry when the border control officials became suspicious that he was involved with drugs. Uh, and they based this off of the large amount of cash that he was carrying. Yeah, it's a pretty good indicator of something nefarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blair also lied to the authorities, uh, telling them that he had no previous criminal convictions, but that was not true. He'd been mm-hmm. convicted for drug and assault charges in the past. Um, when he was told he was not allowed to cross the border, he went back to Surrey. July 8th, he bought a plane ticket to a flight for a flight to Frankfurt, Germany, which was due to leave in a few days. He had previously worked in Germany the year before, and it's thought maybe he was planning to visit a woman he'd been dating while living there. But she later told the law enforcement that he had never contacted her about visiting. She also told detectives that Blair was a gentleman, but some, including a man he worked with in Germany, portrayed him as an abrasive and confrontational guy who occasionally got in fights. So kind of a, you're going to get one of two Blair's. Like right. nice guy, trying hard, sobering up, doing the best he can, or like abrasive drug fighter. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, although Blair told several people he feared for his life, he specified to his German girlfriend, at least one other, and at least one other friend, that he dreaded violence from coworkers who had recently returned from Germany. So definitely Ooh. things weren't like super peachy for him. Yeah. Yeah. He went to Germany for a job he'd come back and now people he worked with were coming back to Canada and he dreaded their violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. And I also read that he was supposed to be in Germany for two years on this project, but ended up coming home in about four months. Woo. Uh, and I no couldn't explanation why. No, I couldn't find anything to explain what happened, but you know, if he's then worried that somebody's going to come and get him. Yeah, he didn't get a promotion that sent him back to the United States. (laughs) He's dreading violence. They're like, you are are too successful in this company, son of a bitch. We worked too hard. We had to stay in Germany for two years and you had to go back to Canada. Right. Um, So Blair, when he bought the ticket to Germany, he paid with cash. 
but then but then later the same day he had that ticket refunded weird yeah so just really not making very clear you know making one choice and then quickly changing is sort of the name of the game with with blair so after the purchasing and then refunding the ticket he made his way to his his friend's house Mm -hmm. Uh, when he arrived there without notice his friends quickly saw that he was very panicky he asked his friend if she could take him back to the border to help him get into the states but some because somebody was trying to kill him mm-hmm. but she was unable to help and blair left um mm-hmm. i think it was in that unsolved mysteries show that they they talked about how she was uh it was in the middle of the night and she had kids and so it was again just sort of what you know what it was he thinking to go ask her for help in particular he had other friends and family yeah that maybe could have helped him but he chose uh, her yeah yeah so on the next day, July 9th, Blair again attempted to cross the border and failed. Um, it was very early in the morning, still dark, and this time Blair was on foot. Authorities Whoa. stopped him. Yeah, authorities stopped him when they thought they recognized him as a suspect who had stolen a car earlier that night. And I wonder, like, if they hadn't thought he was a car thief, would they have yeah. been like, go on in through, buddy? Yeah, dude, just walk on into the United States at <laughs> 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also know Canada. They... We're a laid back bunch. It's <laughs> cool. Go ahead. What could you possibly be up to? Walking a nice United... morning stroll into the United States, into Seattle. Right. They noted that he had scratches covering his legs and hands, um, which is odd. That's so weird. Yeah. And it, like, I don't what, know do, if it... do you know what kind of scratches? No, I, I kind of guess, uh, that it was, uh, from like brush, mm-hmm. you know, not, I didn't get any indication that it was like from fingernails, like he hadn't scratched himself or been scratched by somebody. I think that probably yep. would have been put out there. It's um, still weird. I mean, a grown man can probably navigate through yeah. a forest or something right. without getting he's, ripped to shreds. Right. Canada is dense, but not like Vancouver is a city. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> fell in a bush and twirled around a few times. Walked into Seattle. I, and I keep saying walked into Seattle. I know that Seattle is not right at the border. Just to clarify, I have a very m- mediocre Midland grasp on geography. Enough to know that he's yes. not just walking from Vancouver into Seattle. Anyway. It's just a footbridge connects the two. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but the police didn't have enough evidence uh, for the car stealing. They didn't have enough evidence to hold him, so he was released. So then on July 10th, the day after that, Blair rented a Nissan Altima from the Vancouver International Airport, and he was finally able to enter the United States. So third try. On the third try, he gets mm-hmm. in. Got it. Yes. Yep. He drove uh, directly to the Seattle airport, and it was there that he bought a one-way ticket to Washington, D.C. What the heck? Yeah, so he started in Vancouver at that airport, got a car, drove to Seattle, got a plane ticket, took off to Washington, D.C. That is so weird. Uh, one of the other things that happened that was kind of strange is that he bought a one-way ticket, and it was about $800. And if he had bought a round-trip ticket, it would have been about half the cost. So he landed in D.C. DC early on Wednesday and rented another vehicle. This time it was a Toyota Camry. Uh, And then he pretty much immediately drove all the way from Washington, D.C. to Knoxville, Tennessee, which is over 500 miles away. Previously, I said I had a decent grasp on geography. (laughs) 
that I can also apply to uh, my understanding that the straightest shot to Knoxville is not via Washington, D.C. from Seattle, Washington. Right. Yes, that's an excellent observation. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Uh, During the trip on U.S. Route 250 in Troy, Virginia, Blair backed his car into another car, which only caused minor damage. Uh, The driver of that car told detectives later that Blair, quote, seemed nice, but was in a hurry. Um, So Blair's first encounter in Knoxville was a strange one. At around 5.30 p.m., Blair was at a gas station, and he claimed that the keys to his rented Toyota were not working, um, even though he just successfully drove the car over 500 miles. Also, quick important note, keys in the 90s were only keys. They were just hard keys that looked like keys. There were no... (laughs) keyless entry keys mm-hmm. like starting up the fancy. engine from the yes. house keys yeah none of that so a roadside assistance driver gerald sap came to help blair uh, sap quickly re- realized that blair was attempting to use the wrong key um, he still had the key for his first rental car the nissan that he had left in seattle mm-hmm. so, so he's trying to sense. use the nissan key on the mm-hmm. toyota Right. So somehow he managed to drop the Nissan off and not return the key. And Sap recalled, quote, I asked him to look in his pockets. I said, if you drove this thing up here, you got to have another key in your pocket. And he wouldn't look. So I thought he was nuts. He was bound to determine that he had the key he needed for the car. So instead, the Toyota was towed to an auto shop and Sap gave Blair a ride to a nearby Fairfield Inn. Right. Uh, when Blair got out of Sap's car, he forgot his bag and Sap had to get out and bring it to him. And again, quote, he says, the guy was not all there. He didn't appear to be messed up. He didn't appear to be on drugs, but his mind wasn't functioning correctly for some reason. Uh, So upon his arrival at the Fairfield Inn, Blair was captured on CCTV footage in the hotel lobby. He spent around 40 minutes loitering at the hotel. He was coming in and out of the front entrance multiple times um, before he purchased a room with a $100 bill. So he went in and out of the door for about 40 minutes. Yeah, just pacing around. Uh, that footage is on the Unsolved Mysteries, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just agitated for sure. Uh, when the hotel clerk tried to give him his change, Blair wouldn't take it. And so uh, instead he exited the lobby and walked outside. And it's likely he never entered the room he purchased. Weird. Yeah. All weird. Really weird. So hotel staff working that night said, quote, the best way to just describe him would be paranoid nervous agitated expecting someone to come in on him even though there wasn't anybody there i don't know who he was waiting i don't know who he was waiting for but he was waiting for somebody to walk in on him uh this was the last time anyone would see him alive oh no Um, didn't even get to enjoy the luxury accommodations of the fairfield (laughs) inn in knoxville tennessee after he deliberated on the decision for 40 minutes Yeah, I couldn't even rest on the cardboard comforter. <laughs> nope. Nope. Peel that thing back, and then it's sort of a waffly, kind of snaggy fabric underneath there. <laughs> snaggy. Eighty <laughs> percent totally. snaggy is what the tag says. <laughs> so Blair's body was discovered by construction workers around 7:30 a.m. on July 11th in a parking lot of a hotel that was under construction. Um, This hotel was only a half mile from where Blair was last seen. 
At first, they thought he was a sleeping squatter, but as they approached, they realized it was a dead body. He was half naked with his pants off, and it looked like someone had uh, took them off of him. So mm. Sort of like you take it by the waist and pull down, so they were halfway inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, and his shirt had been ripped open. His pants, shoes, and socks, which were also inside out, were lying near his body. And scattered around his body was German, Canadian, and U.S. currency, uh, totaling nearly $4,000. What? In addition... In addition to the money, the police also located a black duffel bag, which had maps and travel receipts, and also a fanny pack, which held five ounce, five ounces of gold bars, gold and platinum coins, jewelry, keys, and a pair of sunglasses. Dude. Uh, the Toyota car keys, which he had claimed he didn't have, uh, were laying on the ground about 10 feet away from him. <clears throat> they also found a long strand of hair in Blair's hand. Weird. So according to an autopsy report, which was conducted by the University of Tennessee Medical Center, Blair had sustained many cuts and abrasions. The Knox County Sheriff's Department said he put up a fight, his attacker, and this is quote, he put up a fight, his attacker ripped tufts of hair from his head. Uh Blair's hands were bloodied as if he'd held them up to defend himself. One cut was deep and blackened like it had been forcefully knocked to the pavement. Mm. Um, He also suffered a violent blow that ruptured his stomach. (laughs) how do you how do you get a stomach ruptured like that's crazy yeah his official cause of death was ruled sepsis from stemming which stemmed from the abdominal perforation Uh, he also had a wound to his forehead which police determined was caused by a crowbar or a club it was believed blair had been sexually assaulted Though no DNA evidence was found to confirm the suspicion, um, and a toxicology report showed that there was no drugs or alcohol in his system. A security guard at a nearby business told detectives he heard an abrupt scream around 3.30 in the morning and believed it to be a woman's voice. The authorities informed the roadside assistance driver, our old friend Gerald Sapp, Mm -hmm. that Blair Adams had been murdered, and Sapp came in for questioning and had hair samples taken. the, ador- the ordeal led Sapp, who was in his 40s, to leave his job. Oh, my God. Yeah. He said, quote, police didn't accuse me, but I felt like I was under suspicion for killing somebody. And that was just that just wasn't anywhere I wanted to be. Poor guy. I don't blame that guy. I know. <laughs> He's like, I just I just wanted to get the right keys in the car. Totally. Let me give you a ride and then get framed for your murder. Right. Uh, so there were a few reported sightings of Blair after he left the hotel, but the police ruled them out. Um, they believed he ate somewhere after he left the hotel because when he was found dead, because he was found dead with lettuce, meat, and shrimp still in, in his stomach. So with no good leads, Blair's case grows cold. After nearly 24 years, it is still unsolved today. <clears throat> so when reporter Travis Dorman talked to Blair's mother, Sandra, in 2017, She said she didn't believe he suffered from mental illness in the weeks before his death. Mm -hmm. She said that Blair once had been romantically involved with a male roommate. Uh, They acted a little strangely and giggled a lot, and it was kind of odd. But then he went back to a heterosexual relationship after that. In the 90s, giggling equals homosexuality. (laughs) It's just a natural course of events. You start giggling with other dudes, gay. Gay. Uh, she claimed what's that say be a man stop it (laughs) giggling in the 90s anyway 
<laughs> she claimed he traveled to the South to attend the 1996 Summer Olympic Games in Atlanta. Uh, this information was never relayed to the authorities. The games began July 19th, eight days after Blair's body was discovered, more than 200 miles away in Knox County. Wait, so she said, wait, so after he was already dead, she claimed he went to? So yeah, so Travis, the the reporter, Travis Dorman, called Sandra in 2017, so just, you know, three years ago, two years ago, yeah, to talk to her about her thoughts on his case. And she says, so all of a sudden, oh, I think he went to the South he was heading there to go to the Olympic Games. But uh-huh. the the Games started eight days before his body was found. So they'd already started. He was 200 right. miles away. Right. She never told that to the authorities in, ni- yeah. in the 90s when it was going on, when all uh-huh. this happened. Okay, got it. So yeah. that's her trying to come up with an explanation for his crazy, you know, yeah. it makes perfect sense. If you need to go to Atlanta, you should fly to Washington and run to Toyota. <laughs> right. And drive yeah. to Knoxville. In the 90s, Atlanta was very hard to get to. Yes. <laughs> Especially during the Olympics. It's just a little one-horse crossroads. It just really didn't turn into an actual city until around 2005. <laughs> just, <fact>. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, she didn't explain how she knew her son's destination or how he ended up in Knoxville or why she never told the police. So she didn't really want to talk about mm-hmm. the details. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, that was the whole point, point of the trip, she said, before hanging up the phone. Other calls to her home were answered by her husband, who grew angry and called chances of solving the case, quote, remote as hell, and said, quote, we're not going to open that can of worms again. So... I think that we should talk about some theories of yeah. what happened to Blair. Yeah. I think um, it was a donkey murder. I it, think he was hungry. <laughs> he wandered onto a farm to steal an apple. And <laughs> the donkey got, donkey, you know, the donkey bit his head a little bit, mm-hmm. tufts of hair out of there. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, right in the tum-tum. Yeah, I have been reading the wonky donkey to my children a lot lately, and that, that guy seems a little sketchy. So sketchy. Totally the wonky donkey. So I'm glad yep. we solved this, <laughs> this unsolved case. Oh, <laughs> you know, the police will be really happy to hear from us. God, that would be so anticlimactic. It's like, they're, why didn't they steal the money? Donkey, dude. Like, donkey don't get your doubloons. He just got pissed that you stole his apple. That's right. <laughs> oh, so the leading theory, I'm sorry to tell you, Court, is not a donkey theory. Oh, um, yeah. So the police speculate that because his body was found nude from the waist down with injuries uh, that indicate sexual assault, they favored uh, theories of a sex act turned deadly. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, there was a truck stop near the crime scene and the hotel that Blair had, the Fairfield Inn that Blair had stopped at, were both hotbed for sex work at the time. Yep. Um, Knox County Sheriff Jimmy J.J. Jones. Yeah, Jimmy J.J. Elect- J. Jones. <laughs> God. I know. Uh, I, some people get so lucky in life. I, I know. Courtney, which I thought was cool when I was growing up and then I moved to California and found out it was very not not unique it was not uh, unique. i've always loved my name but i wouldn't be a very good detective <laughs> sadie <laughs> sadie sure you would of, like, of donkey crimes and you could be a farm <laughs> a 
like a farm detective. (laughs) So he was a lieutenant over the major crimes unit and was one of the officers to respond to the scene. Mm -hmm. He said, quote, "Uh, several of the suspects considered over the years were pimps or sex workers known to work in the area. So if Blair's trip was motivated by a planned drug deal or a romantic rendezvous, his friends, relatives, co-workers, and girlfriends appeared under, unaware. Uh, none of them believed him to be involved in drug dealing, and no calls to the U.S. had been made from his home before his death. David Davenport, who was the chief of the Knox County Sheriff's Office cold case unit, said, uh, and is in charge of Blair's case currently, said that Adams could have started the act and never did it or got rolled and I had to look up what that meant because I'm not up with what police link up. Not down the streets, not on the on the beat. No, on the beat. On the beat. <laughs> so rolled is another word for Rob. He could have started the act, never did it, and got rolled. Or maybe if it was a female prostitute, his words, everybody. Maybe she had a pimp that was close by, and they were going to roll this guy, and they got scared and didn't. Mm-hmm. So that's his theory. I- very much doubt it, though. Nobody's going to get scared. Like, you're not going to go to all that trouble to kill a guy and then not scoop up his, like, many thousands of dollars scattered all around his body. Yeah, right. It's going to happen. Right. Davenport believes that the sex act could have been committed in a vehicle, and then when the struggle began, the killer might have hit Blair in the head and thrown him on the road and struck him while driving away. Mm. Uh, that could have caused the fatal blow to his stomach. Could have been caused by the vehicle. Got it. I was going to say, like, put a bat, bat out the window and give him all yeah. bat to the tum-tum as he drove away. Yeah. That seems a little complicated. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, getting hit by a car seems much more. But there's no, it was just his midsection, right? So he wasn't mm-hmm. like, and then his, his hand scratched. was kind of messed up. Yeah. Right, but there wasn't like broken bones and things. Just right. Got it. And our, our good buddy, Jimmy J.J. Jones. Uh, he disagrees. Sure. He thinks that maybe it was a blow. The blow to his stomach was caused by a kick. Maybe yes. a donkey kick. <laughs> Let's bring it right back to my theory. <laughs> I mean, because how hard could one person kick? I mean, you know, Bruce Lee aside. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm going to try it. <laughs> I'm going to try to rupture your stomach. Yeah, we get no, up, we please get don't do that. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Davenport, the the guy who's currently in charge of the case, he his theory would explain Blair's blackened hand. Um, he said, quote, he caught the pavement. If you ever wrecked a motorcycle, you know how the rocks and or pavement will eat you up. One yep. of his hands looked like that. Um, yeah, so like, and, like I mean, you already said, like hit you and then hit you hard enough, but stopped in the process. That might make sense. Just get you right in the gut and then you fall back. I still think that there would be more evidence of that like your head would get cracked you know like that kind of a blow to your stomach to hit you that hard i I don't buy it um so like you were already saying if the theory's true why did they leave all the cash and gold um which was so easily accessible yeah and was i'm wondering was blair really in the mind state to go looking for a hookup you know i don't think that he's like running from Right. You know, all Excellent the way from Canada, point. getting away, and he's like, hey, you know, I need to yeah. go nice. see a nice lady about some things. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's got her. That's uh, even, even the, even those running from German mafia. It's <laughs> yeah. um, 
the other prominent theory is that he he had a mental break. Um, so they were just they wonder uh, if he was experiencing the onset of schizophrenia, mm-hmm. um, which would lead to paranoia and odd behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he fled to Knoxville and ran into a stranger who Blair attacked, thinking that the stranger was coming after him. Mm-hmm. Um, and a fight ensued, and the stranger hit Blair in the stomach and ran away in fear. Doesn't explain his pants off. Dance right. off socks, Which is exactly my next sentence. It says, but it doesn't explain why his pants were off. Yeah. <laughs> or why there was evidence of sexual assault. Right. Um, God, this is a weird one. It's so it, weird. Yeah, and I was looking up schizophrenia, and he's sort of in the range where it could happen, but it usually happens earlier for men and later for women. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not totally unheard of that he... He would, you know, this could be the onset at 31, but it's more likely for men that it happens in their late teens, early 20s. Right. Um, <clears throat> so we will never know, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my third theory. Tell me. <laughs> which I went very deep into. It was a hit and run. Did he take off his pants for some reason and then get hit by a car? <laughs> <laughs> Because you gotta be on your dick. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the road, boom. <laughs> that's right. Um, Perfect and, storm. <laughs> right. So the fourth theory that I found, I got into a little bit of a Reddit um, rabbit hole, really kind of digging in. I I love the the way that Reddit works. <clears throat> uh, Reddit user. Uh, a lazy fox molder mm-hmm. um, had a theory that maybe Blair really was running from someone. So could he have been involved in the drug trade? Uh, does Do- Germany have something to do with this? Allegedly, he was working on the construction project in Germany, and he was supposed to be there for two years, but came home in just four months. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did something happen there that caused him to leave early? Right. And if somebody was chasing him and caught up with him, his state of undress and the way his items were found around his body is indicative of someone searching for something, which right. I think is actually pretty smart. Um, could definitely it... a hard drive. Well, That's right. he's definitely a floppy disk. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like it could be a zip drive. Is that what they're called? <laughs> I know. I said it like yeah. microfiche. It's not a microfiche. What was it no. called in the 90s? Like a microfilm we're looking for the microfilm driving <laughs> microfilm. up on is that what they like drive up on the like little crotch rockets and the spies spy stuff Sadie <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <You lost laughs> microfilm me. I'm looking it up I'm googling it I'm pretty sure okay. that's like early uh, data storage was microfilm all the band people that already hate our show from my calling them out last time were apparently like <laughs> God, you're such a dumbass. Uh, microfilm. Yeah. Well, you look it up. I'm going to keep going. A length of film containing micro photographs of a newspaper catalog or other document. Okay, so that's probably not what they were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> what is the use of it? Analog storage medium using film reels, which are expo- yeah, Okay, continue. Uh, no, you're wrong. So let's- <clears throat> uh, you can go on with your donkey theory. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so they, they still, yeah, it's they the wonder... most realistic of all of them. That's, that's true. So yeah, the Reddit user was saying maybe uh, they were searching for drugs or a key, mm-hmm. um, which is maybe why Blair didn't want to check his pockets with Mr. Sap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was afraid of pulling out the wrong key. I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, when, when they couldn't find what they were looking for, maybe they decided to do a cavity search, which is why it appeared that he had been sexually assaulted. Ah, I was going to say that doesn't explain that, but that certainly explains that. Mm-hmm. Which just seems really intense. It does seem really intense. But look, if your microfilm has the <laughs> new codes or whatever on it, then I'm going to get up in there. I'm going to really do a thorough search. Yeah. Um, and I also want to, the this user, uh, the Reddit user talks a little bit, and I think it's it's important to talk about his cause of death. Uh, that was something that I had questions about too. Um, so his official cause of death was septic shock stemming from the injury to his stomach. God. I'm definitely not a doctor. I couldn't find when I was looking about looking around for you know how long does it take to die from sepsis. Uh, it did, I couldn't find anything that it's an infection, so it takes time. Yeah, uh, he. Uh, they the police say that his attack happened around 30, 3.30 in the morning, and then Blair was found at 7.30, yeah, you know, just four hours later. More than four hours to die of sepsis. I, I would, yeah. Right. I, I mean, I, that, that again, please, doctors, yeah. tell us. But I would assume that it's, it's a very severe infection that yep. takes time to set into the body and kill you. Um, so could that, Sorry. So, yeah, could the injury to his stomach happen around 3.30 when this attack happened to him and then kill him within four hours? Um, right. The mortality rate for septic shock is high, but it's treatable if there's early enough medical intervention. Yeah. Um, so some of the symptoms of septic shock include cool, pale, cool, like to the touch, not cool, cool like, like a cool guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. This is makes Wearing sunglasses, got your <laughs> collar popped. <laughs> Okay, uh, so sepsis, get him to the hospital. <laughs> I mean, I would spend the rest of my life in the hospital. I'm so cool. <laughs> Untreatable. <laughs> so yeah, the symptoms include cool, pale arms and legs. So your extremities are colder than normal, and uh, lack. It sounds like lack of blood flow. Uh, very high or very low temperature, chills, uh, lightheadedness. Little or no urine output, low blood pressure, um, especially when you're standing, palpitations, rapid heart rate, restlessness, agitation, lethargy, or confusion, uh, shortness of breath, skin rash or discoloration, and decreased mental status. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was definitely exhibiting restlessness, agitation, confusion, and it seemed like a decreased mental state Mm -hmm. um and it also appears that he was getting worse as the closer we get to his death yeah um so maybe the condition yeah maybe his mental condition was increasing because he had was already suffering from sepsis from a previous injury well those little micro cuts all over his hands and legs um uh, i thought that reporter travis dorman who i've already mentioned before um you should go everybody should go read his article in knoxnews.com um he does a really nice job of summing up the case um he says quote after 21 years so now it's a few years have passed since he wrote the article 24 years now some people who have uh, might have known about adam's killing are likely dead or in jail 
and with scarce physical evidence, cracking the mystery will take some will take somebody telling us about it, said Davenport. Any oh, lead, Lord. however big or small, can be relevant, said cold case unit investigator Debbie White, um, who worked as an FBI agent for more than 30 years. Quote, because right now that's all we've got to base it on. God. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, J.J. Jones describes the case as, quote, the most interesting and the strangest in his 38-year career. Solving it has been a pipe dream of his for decades. Quote, if I could only have one wish, somewhere in a damn mayonnaise jar, I could find a note that tells me what happened, just so I'd know. <laughs> God. I really kind of want to go like, say, hang out with Jimmy J.J. Jones. <laughs> I was just going to say, is Jimmy J.J. Jones, I'm going to look him up right now, and we should probably post him on our sites if I can find a picture of him, because... Uh, I I am just so curious about Jimmy JJ <laughs> in a damn mayonnaise jar. In a damn mayonnaise jar. <laughs> Wish there was. But I agree. Um, uh, so anyone? Oh my oh, god! Not oh. at all what I expected. This guy is just like the squarest of the square. Oh really? Full well, center part. I mean, not really, because he's a detective, so he's not square. I didn't no way. That. But not remotely what I expected. I expected yeah, like, like a Paul Holes. Totally like a Paul Holes. Yeah. Um, God, adorable. All right, we should post Jimmy J.J. Jones. Cause yeah, he is kind of my hero. He's, yeah, this is good stuff. Um, so and any... Oh. Just talking about the mayonnaise. Oh. <laughs> the damn mayonnaise jar. <laughs> so <laughs> anyone with information is encouraged to call Knox County Sheriff's uh, Cold Case Unit. The phone number there is 865-215-2675. You can also email coldcase at knoxsheriff.org. God, what if we break the Blair Adams case? Just <laughs> <laughs> like we Episode barely two, have to do anything. We got, Meanwhile, like... We got to win here, people. Yeah, serial, <laughs> can't get add on. Like, God, dragging that case along for censored, amazing reporting. Like, done everything yeah. right. Just post a phone number to Knox County Police Department. <laughs> Jimmy J. J. You know, I picture, I picture like breaking news, and they show a donkey walking with shackles. On. <laughs> oh, buddy, you gotta go to donkey jail. Well, and I also wonder. Um, they didn't. I couldn't find a lot of information. They. I know they got a DNA DNA sample from the hair found in Blair's hand. Right. Uh, they'd work able to extract DNA, and so I'm really wondering maybe genealogy, gene, genealogy DNA. Yeah, ge- you know genome. that maybe they that could yeah. pull some info out, uh, but I couldn't find any in the information that that was their plan. Twenty three and me. It. I mean, this has got to be like people. They have to still be working on this case. I can't imagine that you work anywhere near that police department and are able to let this go. It is so. Yeah crazy like yeah, really we is. have to know i don't generally like cold cases because it's just frustrating i like you know i just have this insatiable curiosity for the end of the story mm-hmm. which is why i love true crime so much because i just have to know how how things end um but this one man puzzle yeah. wrapped in a manager <laughs> <laughs> shoved in a mystery <laughs> put down the in a hole <laughs> put, put it in a hole for all I care <laughs> don't put it in a hole put it in the oh, no. solved box <laughs> <laughs> and then store it safely yeah uh, we will post our sources for the art uh, for the story on our website um uh but definitely there's a lot of really good information out there about the case 
Um, and there is a Unsolved Mysteries episode that I mean, aired in 97, which we both watched. you need an excuse to go back and watch Unsolved Mysteries, but it's yeah. a really good excuse to go back and watch Unsolved Mysteries. Because that production value is high. Let me tell you, people, <laughs> it, is, it is as terrifying yeah. as you remember. That's right. It's not even remotely. Like, that I was, I mean, God, how many anxiety disorders are due to hearing the Unsolved Mysteries theme in your bedroom as you're mm-hmm. trying to go to sleep. Yes, Maybe it's but, just me, but I'm almost 100% sure that's not the case. Right. And I think that is what, like, falling asleep to that every Wednesday night or whatever <sighs> is probably what motivated us to want to get into true crime. 100%. And also, like, I mean, I could go on and on about the complicated relationship that we all have with the Unsolved Mysteries theme. <laughs> like, I hate it, but I love it. I'm so scared of it, but I want it. You know, the, when I watched it, I found an a old video on, you know, it was like on YouTube, and they had changed the theme music. Uh, no. Similar, but it wasn't the same, I assume, for copyright reasons. And I was just so disappointed. I, I wanted to, like, switch it to find the right music, but then I realized I could just sit down and just watch it real quick. It. <laughs> yeah. Or just find it on spotify or something that's right it just wasn't the same with freak it. yourself out um yeah the combination of that song and who, his voice who uh who's the host of that show how uh, do i not william no not it, william shatner. i was like i almost i think <laughs> william shatner is nope, it william shatner? no this william shatner's the um, um start that's what I, I don't know enough about nerdy stuff Unsolved Mysteries host. Dennis Farina? That's not a person. Mm. Oh, Robert Stack. There we go. There Dennis we go. Stack, yes. There, yeah. Why no. think, anyway, we both thought William Shatner. That's, well, I mean, he's, he's similar a badass. Vibe. So, yeah, yeah. Very similar vibe. But <clears throat> that is the very puzzling case of Robert Dennis Blair Adams. Very, very, very well done. That is the craziest shit. I'm so glad you found it and shared it and that we're going to solve it <laughs> this week. <laughs> I, I believe in us. We can do it. Shoot. Good work. Thanks. Yeah, so thanks for listening, you guys. We keep, we're keep we going to keep on keeping on and get Wait. better every episode. I'm planning on a slow decline to some real, <laughs> maybe even a rapid decline. Like yeah. this is the best it's going to get. So enjoy it. Now. <laughs> We've hit our peak guys. This is <laughs> it. <laughs> Episode two. <laughs> Woo! It's done. Done. Uh, um, we have social media. Yeah. You can follow us at they will kill uh, on Instagram. You can follow us. They will kill on Facebook, on Twitter, at they will kill and yep. uh you can email us at they will kill podcast at gmail.com yep. don't forget the podcast part because otherwise some guy's gonna start getting all sorts of random emails yeah. spam them yeah we also want to give a big shout out to aj bergantz a dear friend who made our amazing music that we are obsessed with so thanks aj so much uh, Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you real soon. Don't forget to spread seeds of kindness wherever you go. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Next time. 
Okay, uh, sprinkle seeds of kindness wherever you go. No, we should do this time. We'll cut all this out right now. I don't want this in here. Uh, I'll say and remember, and then you do something about my nice jar. Okay. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and remember. Keep looking for answers at the bottom of the damn mayonnaise jar. (laughs) Thanks so much, you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.